and we're not afraid to to make a splash in the industry. Sometimes, you know, we're we're aggressive, but how you do anything is how you do everything, right? Or in any business, you need to invest in yourself first. It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my god. We go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 34 of the First Sit Podcast. Today, we have sitting with us Michelle Pies. Michelle is actually someone that I found online by coming across a monster historic real estate sale. I clicked on the link and it brought me to Michelle. Michelle is the founder of Signature Realty in New Jersey and is currently being recognized as one of the top realtors in the country. That is not a joke. She had to clear her schedule for us. Michelle is a big deal, and we are so happy that you're sitting here with us. Aw, thanks, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm excited. I hope I can provide value and make this fun and interesting. That's the goal. Always. I'm telling you, man, we got to start getting people to just, we got to start that Patreon. Sitting with guests like this, this Mm -hmm. is high quality, high level conversations right here. Mm Mm-hmm. This is about to be a gem for the next 45 minutes that I don't think <laughs> the people realize. Kemi's no always looking to, to, to no monitor. Pressure. No, pressure, no pressure, no, no pressure. pressure. So, um, Michelle, we'll jump right into it. Obviously, the first question that we start off with always is, what are you sipping on? I'm actually a little under the weather. My little one got me sick, so I am sipping on water with vitamin C. Oh, there you mm. go. Health. <laughs> knew that. We're always about oh, some health. How yeah. exciting, right? <laughs> people need it. People need it, especially in these times. Yeah. Sorry. So, well, me and Kemi, it's just iced coffee for us, so it's nothing yeah. special over here. So we'll get started. Michelle, one of the reasons that I want to reach out, on your website, it claims that you've built a billion-dollar empire. Um, from your sales standpoint, the team that you have built, why don't you just walk us down how we got there, how we got to where we are right yeah, now? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of hustle, um, a lot of hustle, and the hustle doesn't stop. Um, I, I think I'm hustling more now, 20 years in, than, uh, than I did in the very beginning because it's just, you know, bigger bigger problems, you know, more more team members, more fires to, to put out um, and also much bigger uh, goals. Um, but hustle is, is definitely something that drives me, um, but also, um, you know, I, uh, I am somebody that um, is not content if, I, if I'm not number one. Um, how you do anything is how you do everything. That's my saying. So if I take on something, I have to give it my all. And that goes in every aspect of my life, not only in my career, but also as a wife, as a mother. Um, and, you know, I, 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 whatever I put in, I, I want to make sure that it, it is my all. So um, by, um, <laughs> I am a serial entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> and what I mean by that is real estate is my passion. And that's what I'm well known for in the space. But I also have so many more things that I want to accomplish. Um, there's that has nothing to do with real estate. So there's a couple of projects right now that I'm working on. Um, I can't really say too much just yet because I am I'm a big believer in, you know, um, work, uh, work in secret right and then uh and then let the world know once uh once it's out but um yeah there's a lot going on right now and i'm rambling by right now but um one of the things that you're probably going to ask me so i'm just going to just you know throw it out throw it out now is that you know 
Fear was something that held me back for a really long time. And in the real estate space, um, I started off really young. I was 20 years old when I started the business and I was, I was young and I, not only was I young, I also was not from New Jersey. So um, I was born and raised in the Bronx. I'm from New York. And then um, when, before I turned 13, I moved to Portugal and I lived there till I was about 18 years old. So um, 18, 19, I came back into Jersey. I knew nobody. I had no friends, no family, no, you know, no acquaintances at all. And so starting the real estate world um, when you literally don't know anything about anything, right? You don't, you don't know the towns, you don't know the school, you don't know anybody that lives in the area that you can at least, you know, try to refer business to or get from. So I literally started from the bottom. Um, at the time there was no social media, there was no, um, there was no YouTube. Um, there was, there was none of that stuff. So I literally just had to, you know, knock on doors and just introduce myself. That was my thing. So that was pure, pure hustle. Um, but fear held me back um, during that time because I had such great aspirations. I've always wanted to uh, uh, break into the luxury market, right? I've always wanted to sell multi-million dollar estates. That was always a passion of mine, but I was held back. I was afraid. Um, and for many, many years, I just did what came easy to me was just, you know, uh, selling homes in, in the area that i was well known for. And at the time, these were two, three, four hundred thousand dollar homes. So that fear held me back from from greatness, really. And so I say this because in the other projects that I'm working on right now, you know, it's funny because 20 years later, going through everything that I've gone through, you would think that this would just be second nature. And it's not. Uh, I wake up in the morning and I say to myself, oh, my God, can I do this? Like I'm like that fear is is uh, is still there. And I'm just, you know, my afraid of failing or afraid of, you know, um, of a lot of things. So it's just interesting how, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm rambling now, guys, look at this. That is, that is really interesting though. And I want to stay on that point really quick because you were saying, you know, you're kind of a serial entrepreneur. I find myself, I think Albert's kind of the same way, you know, we're finding ourselves getting we're into trying, that mode now, right? Serial. Like we're trying to figure out, okay, like we like this thing, we like this thing. And it's sometimes they're just completely outside of the industry that we're actually working in. Um, and I like that you're, you know, willing to explore that and just willing to see what happens. Now, do you think that's because you like going through that kind of like entrepreneurial roller coaster? You know, you like the ups and downs of building the business and then seeing it come to fruition. Or why do you think it is that you are a serial entrepreneur? Yeah, that's that's um, that's a great question. Um, you know, I don't I don't like the downs. <laughs> I don't think anyone likes the downs. But, um, you're going to have to have many downs, obviously, before you, um, you know, with anything, you're just going to have to. And it's and if you don't think you're going to have you're going to run into challenges in your business, then then you're then you're crazy because that's not going to work. So I, I definitely don't like the downs. Uh, I don't think anyone does. But I like you said, you hit the nail on the head. I like planting a seed and then watching it grow. Um to me, that is, um, I like the challenges. It drives me. Um, I, I am someone that needs to be mentally uh, stimulated at all times or else I get bored and I get complacent and um, I get comfortable and nothing good happens in your comfort zone. So I am someone that has to constantly just be thinking of new ideas um, to just, you know, uh, it, it, it motivates me. 
Um, and that's, I've always been that way ever since I was a very, very young child. I, 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 I would tell my parents, you know, one day I'm going to do something really, really, really big. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, but I know it's going to happen. And, um, yeah, and here I am, right at 41, and uh, I remember looking at my dad the other day. I'm like, "This, uh, this is my new idea. I'm going to do this." And he looked at me, and he's like, "You know, Michelle, you got you got to stop with these crazy ideas. You have, you have too many crazy ideas all the time." I'm like, yeah. yeah, I remember when you said that to me when I was 20 years old. I told you I was going to be like, you know, a real estate agent and own my own company one day and kind of be, um, and be you know successful. And I remember him saying to me like okay, that's not, it's never going to happen. You'll be lucky if you sell two or three homes a year. Um, but you know, here, the, here we are in your first year. Are. Didn't you sell like 25 homes? My first year? Yes. You did your, your due diligence. Oh my did God. A little bit of research. Did a little bit of research. I have to be careful now because <laughs> Google has a lot of stuff. Um, yes. My first year I sold 25 homes. Um, within, I, I was in the business for maybe six months and at the time that was considered a lot. Uh, because again, you didn't have any of these vehicles. You didn't, you didn't pay for leads back then. You didn't have Zillow and all of these different sites where you can literally just pay for, for leads. Uh, you didn't have teams that you can leverage off of. So it was much harder to get started back then. And, um, and yeah, we did it. So a lot of grassroots, a lot of grassroots. Hmm. So <clears throat> you said earlier, you have all these crazy ideas and all these things that stimulate you and, and like light that fire. What did you say? What would you say are like maybe some key crazy plays that your team utilizes that separates Michelle's team at Signature than other brokerages? That if like you were sitting up there and they were like, hey, Michelle, what do you do that's crazy? That obviously you hustle and clearly you're a serial hard worker. Yeah. Do you think you do anything unique that is yeah. like. Yeah, in practice. Are, yeah. Um, Signature Realty and, and the Michelle Pies group, we, we are not afraid to make significant investments. And I think that's what is a needle mover. And that what's that's what separates us from a lot um, of other agents in our space, because, you know, we will put up that billboard, you know, we will have that television commercial, um, we will get on television and, and do, you know, um, uh, different marketing ideas and things like that. So we, we invest in ourselves and we're not afraid to, to make a splash in the industry. Um, sometimes, you know, we're, we're, we're aggressive. Um, but how you do anything is how you do everything, right? This is, I said this before, this is definitely how, how I live my life. Um, but, in this business or in any business, you need to invest in yourself first. And marketing and branding is a passion of mine. Um, and I'm always coming up with new creative ideas. Um, before I hopped on a call with you, I was actually designing my new marketing campaign, which is it's a pretty you know cool piece that I'm doing. And it's going to be, um, um, it's a five by nine bulletin that's going to be, I, I can't even tell you what it's going to be because one of my competitors will hear me and probably rent it before hey, I look, do it. We got to get that yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's really cool. And I've been working on it for a while and I'm, I design my, my marketing campaigns. Like I'm not a, I'm a visionary, but I don't, you know, I'll put ink to paper, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have any, um, graphic design 
expertise at all, but I am so involved in everything that I put out there. Um, the font, the sizes, the colors. I mean, this is where I spend my time uh, working on my business. So I think that shows to the public when they get a postcard from us or when they, you know, when they see a billboard or when they see a for sale sign or when they see any advertising piece, they can see the difference because I put in a lot um, into anything that I do. So I think that definitely is one of the reasons that um, that separates us from everybody else. And at the end of the day, um, you know, aside from from that, I mean, we are just, you know, we're we're experts in our field. We've mastered the craft. We we understand what it is to get a home exposed uh, globally and get the client. In this case, the seller, because the majority of my of my um, my clients are our sellers top dollar and that's why people hire us because of um our our approach our marketing approach so is your entire team delving in the high net worth like higher end luxury space is that the whole premise of your whole operation no it's not so signature realty is the company that i founded that i co-own now with my husband um and we we serve all of New Jersey. So we have MLSs across the state. We are in growth mode. Um, we currently have about 400 agents on our way to a couple of thousand. That's our goal. And we are opening up uh, offices throughout the state. So we we don't have a specific um, type of, of, uh, okay. of, of a niche, I should say. Mm-hmm. Sure. Service the whole area. Um, within Signature Realty, my group, the Michelle Pies group, is the luxury division. So it's a small team that really just focus on high net worth properties. Um, but we do it all. I'm not saying that we don't. I mean, we do it all. Um, the good thing is that when when you have experience in this field, then you can serve. You can you can serve anywhere, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, we're not. We don't say no to business. We don't turn it down. Um, and again, when I started, I started selling two hundred thousand dollar condos. That's how I got started. Um, but now I'm in, just in a different place. And um, and yeah, I mean, it's called growth, right? Uh, but we service we service the whole the whole state. And again, nothing. You know, yeah, and it probably helps too. Just trying to like, I mean, think about what we've been dealing with for the past year and a half, dealing with the pandemic, yeah. the ups and downs of the housing market. You know, you might not have as many sales as the, in the luxury area, you know, as you might with the everyday, you know, like residential property. Um, yeah. So I would assume that it probably helps to have agents who kind of dabble in a little bit of everything. We do, we do it all. We do from first time home buyers all the way to, you know, um, people that are downsizing and need to get into, you know, a, a condo or, I mean, we just, we handle every aspect of the real estate transaction and, um, and we just focus, we focus on the state of New Jersey. There's really not one area we don't do. We have agents that service the entire state. And that's something that we always wanted. That was always our vision, um, being able to have people that can, um, can service the whole state. So a uh, question for you, just to go back to what you said earlier, you said you went and you lived in Portugal mm-hmm. from 13 to 18. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it's not real estate tied at all, but it's more just about you. And I guess that had to have played it. Those, those are pivotal years, 13 yeah. to 18, yeah. that you learn almost everything, right? When you're 13 to 18. Big switch from the Bronx yeah. to Portugal. If, if you can talk about why you went there and then to what it was like. Yeah, so I was forced to go there. Um, okay. I wasn't, you know, at 13 years old, I don't think you kind of decide. I have a choice here. <laughs> wake up, hey, mom, dad, we're moving to Portugal. Like, yeah, <laughs> not my idea. Um, I didn't want to go, I can tell you that. Um, and we were forced because 
my parents were immigrants and they, like many immigrant um, families, they come to this country with one reason and it's to accumulate as much wealth as you can and then go back to the motherland. And that was us. So at 13 years old, I remember my dad saying, okay, that's it. We have enough money, right? And money back then was, you know, like we grew up, um, I came from very, I come from very, very humble beginnings. So by no means was retirement anything, you know, to anything crazy. It was just the cost of living in Portugal is a lot less. So the average middle-class family here over there, they live like a king. So just to kind of put things into perspective. Um, And that's what happened. So 13, we packed up, sold the house, moved to Portugal. And then I turned 18 and my dad says, just kidding. Uh, We're going back to America. And this time we're going back to New Jersey, uh, which I knew nothing about. You know, um, I grew up in New York and I told you I grew up in the Bronx. So I knew nothing about New Jersey. And my dad had a business opportunity here in Union, New Jersey to open up a blue ribbon bakery, a, um, a bakery. And his business partner kind of pulled him out of retirement. And he's like, why not? And I did not want to come because I was now, you know, kind of uh, holding, you know, I had my own life there and I didn't want to come. And at the time, I remember... I was dating somebody, uh, first boyfriend, and we ended up getting married. And because uh, I didn't want to leave, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to leave him. I was like my first love. I mean, what did I know? I was like, no way. I'm, if I'm coming back, I we need to get married. So that's what happened. So I got married at 18. Um, and yeah, it's funny. I'm actually. Um, I don't know if you did. You guys did some research, but I'm actually about to publish my first book. It's called From secretary to CEO. And I have this story very detailed down in the chapter. So it'll, it'll take me all day to talk about it. But yeah, it I got to pick up that book because like you're saying, I'll I did send you guys research. a book. I'll send you guys a book when, when it's done. I'm just, oh, absolutely. Final edits. it's been working on, I've been working on it since 2019. Wow. And it's like, every time I'm about to finish something new happens in my life. So I have to add a chapter. You know how that goes? I just, I have to get it done. I promise myself I will, it will be out this year. So. so, so just to confirm, the guy we saw on Zoom like 20 minutes ago—that's not the 18-year-old husband. <laughs> no, no. that's okay. John. John, John is uh, my husband, uh, my second husband, and he is the love of my life. He's my soulmate. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And you guys, you're business partners, correct? And We're, we are business partners. Yeah, we met through work, and I recruited him in more ways than one, I guess. <laughs> look, look at how life comes around. And how how has the the balance been? Have you like because you're obviously an uber successful individual. So clearly your husband as well, since you guys are co-workers, um, have you found that it's, it's a challenge to balance the work life, husband, wife thing, or is it something you guys thrive under? We met. That's a rarity. Yeah, it is a rarity. And we do, we're, we're such, we're such a good couple. We really are. I mean, we, we love working together. Um, when I first met John, him and I were working together and we got along so well in business that, um, you know, the personal kind of came afterwards. Uh, but I remember when we first started dating, our our date nights, I joke, but our date nights were just us in, at a conference, in a conference room table, just talking about business. And he is so entrepreneurial like myself and we actually thrive off each other. Um, he, I think as a couple, we are stronger together and we are more successful because of each other or one another. Uh, and it just, it works. And sometimes, yeah, we have disagreements and it's, it's, we had one, which they're not many, by the way. We barely ever fight. I mean, I'm 
my hand, the amount of fights that we had. Um, and I remember our last fight, it was work related. And I remember saying to him, I go, okay, I'm going to, I'm talking as a business, as a business partner, I'm really mad at you right now. I go, but as a wife, I love you. <laughs> so, you know, we have to almost um, divide, like we forget sometimes that, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're a package deal. And it's, sometimes it's hard to turn it off. Right. Um, but it works. It works. And I, um, and I'm so grateful. And that's one thing that I have in my book. I have a chapter about um, um, finding that that right person because I think having the right person is so important in your life. And they don't even have to be in the same field as you, but they have to respect you. They have to um, appreciate you. And and so for so many for so long, I have been prior to meeting John, I was with the wrong people and all they did was bring me down. And when I met John, it just so happens to him and I have very similar um, uh, goals and ambitions and we're in the same industry, but even if we weren't, I mean, he um, and his support has definitely made me a much better person and also a much better business person. So I think it's really important, you know, to not to settle and to find that, to find that uh, equal. I'm really happy uh, you guys brought up that point because I think that's, once again, as we're trying to figure out our own entrepreneurial lifestyle here now, you, well, for me, I'm still single, right? Albert's married. Um, married. You see a lot of people say like, oh, why don't you go out there and date? You know, why don't you do this, blah, 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 blah. And one thing that always pops into my mind, it's like, okay, yeah, you can go and do these things. But I go back to what you were just saying, right? It's like, how does that actually align with what it is that you're working towards? Does this person see the things that you're seeing? You know, are you going to have the proper support system? Or are you just entertaining somebody who's now going to derail all the progress that you've made, right? Yeah. Are you going to throw all the entire journey out the window because this is just a good time? This is a short-term, you know, gain, but now you're not thinking about your long-term uh, plan. Yeah. And, you know, just hearing about how you guys, you know, started out, you know, kind of just working together and then figuring out the personal stuff after that. I wonder if that kind of helped ease, you know, that transition into, you know, living the married life, you know, starting a relationship together because you, once again, you started with that same mindset. You know, it wasn't like you're trying to bring somebody else on and say like, all right, this is, you know, the mountain I'm trying to climb. So you yeah. better get on board or, or figure it out later. Yeah. You know, my husband says this to me all the time. Um, you know, you can't fall in love with potential. Um, and I think, yeah, a great line. Right. And so I think him and I had had, you know, we had very similar. Uh, we were in very similar relationships where we were with people that we thought had potential and we, you know, and um, and you just never works out. Right. So either you ha you have it. Or, or you don't, you can't make someone the person that you want them to be. So soundbite for you, can't fall in love with potential. Yeah, that, was, that was a hell of a soundbite. And, and just to let you know, Michelle, just to let you know, not to interrupt you, Dikembe is one of the biggest hopeless romantics on the planet so you have been like singing to his soul for like the last like five minutes i, I didn't say i didn't have any Ta talking I'm talking about like sitting in the conference room and like <laughs> that how that built and how it all came to fruition you have no idea how because you don't know Dikembe well but how much you are speaking to I'm what he's I'm trying like, to find is, in his life i'm like i hope people are listening to this because any woman I meet, better. that's it right there. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. You meet me conference room. There we go. We're going over some plans. We're figuring out what's coming next. Yeah, that's, it. It. It's, that's it's it. Hard. It's hard to meet that person though, right? I mean, oh, I remember just dating and just 
it was just such an uphill battle. I think um, I didn't have much success in my personal life. I got to tell you, as I did in my career. And up until I met John, I met John when I was 37 later in life, but I never thought I would ever get married again um, just because I didn't think that person existed. Um, so after so many, you know, my fair share of failed relationships, um, I just, you know what, I almost gave up, but don't give up. Don't fall, don't fall exactly. in love with the potential. Don't settle. The right person's there. Sometimes we got to just not look for it and just happens. Hmm. And there you go. Right. It's like, as you were continuing to build up your life, continue to build your business, you know, he was doing the same, it seems. And yeah. now you guys are together and things are just getting better and better. Certain yeah, things we yeah. can't talk about yet, but we'll yes. talk about them when they're done. Yeah. You guys <laughs> I love, let me tell you something. Beginning. You're single, you're married. I got to tell you something. Being married and having a kid is my favorite. Um, um, I guess I'm living my best life now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is my favorite time. And if you had asked me 20 years ago, I would, I don't know if I would say the same thing. I always thought of, you know, getting married and, and having a family almost like, okay, you're growing up now, you know, it's just, you have responsibilities and, you know, people think of marriage, um, differently sometimes and this is my this is my best i am living my best life if i would have known back then what i know now probably would have gotten married sooner but then again i didn't meet john so everything happens for a reason there you go michelle do you do you um have like a specific like workout or like style training that you enjoy thoroughly typically we find when we talk to entrepreneurs or something they're always super driven in other aspects of life and clearly you are too is there something that you like thrive in yeah i um as far as health and wellness so i'm really big on eating healthy and that's something that i think i took more of a liking to or more passionate about during covid i found myself doing absolutely nothing i was pregnant so i had had no choice but to eat healthy and that's something that just kind of stuck stuck with me so um i cook my own meals for the most part and um really big on just eating eating well eating clean Um, and i also have a personal trainer that she comes to the house she actually works out uh, with me and my husband. So we, um, you know, we train with her three times a week, weight training. And then on the days that I'm not with her, we kind of just do cardio on our own. Uh, and that has just been my, my regimen. And I love it. I mean, it just makes you, you know, makes you, if I feel good, I feel good. And some, yeah, of course. Yeah. So <clears throat> my, one of my last questions, just cause you've been awesome is you said you want to scale from 400 at the moment to a thousand agents mm-hmm. that, that's not a, a small task that's a that's a lofty Actually, goal probably, we want to probably scale to at least 2000 i think 2000 is the number for us mm. um do you have yeah. a timeline that you think that you could achieve that in and how um, are you trying to do I, that yes yeah, so i think uh the goal is two years yeah two three years that's 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 the goal yeah yeah. Very, very possible. I would assume so. I don't know the, the industry, so I don't know how like scalability. Yeah. And I have to say the growth of the company is, is all my husband. He is, he is the, um, the, the genius behind all of that. He really is. This is what he does day in, day out. He is so focused and this is all he does. And he is such an amazing mentor, um, and visionary and, um, and the growth of signature is, you know, I can't, I can't give myself any credit. Um, it's all him and I support him and it, he, he's just doing such an incredible job and we have such an amazing culture. So that's, that, that's, that's his baby right now. And, uh, yeah, he's going to do it because, um, that's just who he is. And I, uh, 
you know, I support him 100%. That's awesome. We got to follow up with this yeah. two years from now. Oh, we're going to follow up with this. We already talked about it before. Podcast. He's a much better speaker than me, by the way. That's his background. He's a, he's a public speaker. Um, oh, really? Actually, yeah, that's actually how I fell in love with him. He was on stage, and I was like, who is this guy? I'm going to marry him. Wow. <laughs> Swear to God. I'm going to marry this guy. Oh, my God. He's talking to me, you know? Like, when he was talking, I'm like, oh, he's talking to me. Uh, and that true story, by the way. I fell in love with him. On stage. Where was the uh, where was the event that you were at? And what was he speaking of? Uh, the event of? was actually was NJRESN. It was his own event, and it was in Garwood, New Jersey. He held an event, and he was a speaker. Uh, and I just I remember walking into the room. I'm like, who is that guy? <laughs> um, you guys think this is how I'll get married? We'll do a live recording of first sip one day. Michelle, you think? I think this might work out. Someone's gonna listen. Wow, that's the guy. That's the guy. We have to start doing live events. (laughs) This is it. That's the guy. Here we go. He's he's great. Like he's like he is a tremendous uh, public speaker. So seriously, you guys should have him on your podcast. He'll blow you away with his knowledge and mindset. Yeah. Um, You don't got to tell us twice, Michelle. Well, absolutely, we would love to. That's me because that's Uh, definitely something we're trying to work on. So yeah, Yeah, I mean that is something that like so. Say you were speaking to because you started at twenty. And then you just blew up, right? Say you're speaking to other individuals who are younger that are trying to go. Do you have any gems or, or what you think really was a foundation that, other than the hustle that you spoke about that propelled you to the to where you are today? Um, I'm very passionate uh, about what I do, and when I do something, I do I do it all, as I mentioned. So you know, you have to you have to give it your all. And I have got I got a lot of no's, and I got I was rejected so many times, and I just never gave up. So I had that that drive, that drive that still is with me till today. There is no such thing as failure. That that's just how I am. So I think mindset's very important. Um, you know. Don't let fear hold you back. Um, obviously, you can't do anything without without the hustle. But I also think really importantly, align yourself with people that have very um, that are that have similar goals to you. Um, you are who you hang out with, right? So align yourselves with those people and focus and be true to to yourself. And I'm going to give you an example because this is something that if I had to do it over. If I had to talk to my 20 year old self, I'd, I'd be saying this to them. You know, at the time I had a vision of where I wanted to go and what I wanted to be and who the ideal, who my ideal client was. And I went the opposite route because of fear. Um, so focus on what it is that you want and, and don't deviate from that. So that's important. Stay in your lane, right? And never look at the rear view mirror, right? I love mm. that. Yeah, that was good. I love that. I'm gonna be thinking about that all week now. As I sit there doing my cold calls tomorrow morning. I'm like, all right, prepare yourself for a lot no, of news. Like, one thing Here's I out. hated in the industry is cold calls. I just till this day I can't I can't do it. I can't do yeah. it. I'm like, here we go. Someone's gonna answer. Someone's gonna answer this phone. Let's go. Let's well, go. Well, hey man, don't stop. She can't stop. stop. Can't stop. So uh so Michelle, obviously we don't want to take up too much of your time and, and thank you so much for you you've been phenomenal. Um, you've recommended ways to further yourself in business. Is there a specific content rec or podcast or book? You have your own book coming out, which mm-hmm. we're excited for, but that you would recommend that you really found um, useful? Yeah, I've, I've, lately I have been a bookworm. Um, I don't watch much TV and um, I do, you know, I read books every night. And so there's one called The E-Myth that I'm reading right now, which, which I love. And it basically, um, it talks about, working on your business versus working in your business. 
Um, and I think that's a great book. Um, I read a lot of good ones. Um, Tony Robbins, huge, huge fan of Tony Robbins. Um, I, re I read all his books. I actually went to his uh, seminar and that was life-changing to me. Wow. Um, when I, when I first went to Tony Robbins and I did his, his, uh, I think it was like a 10 day or five day, um, seminar, I went in and I was, I, I walked out knowing that I, for all of the years that I've been working, I was working as I was a sole technician. And after leaving the seminar, I realized that I needed to become a business owner because up until now, or then I was a busy owner. And that's why I like the e-myth because it just, it talks about, you know, working on versus working in. Um, you're not going to be able to scale or grow if you're, if you're doing everything on your own. So that's a great book. Highly recommend. And what was it I called? The e-myth? The e-myth. E mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I actually got that one on my list too. Do you? Yep. Do you, have a, do you have a content? Like. Yeah. Do you have a content rec for us? I do. It's funny you brought up uh, Tony Robbins because I'm actually listening to an audiobook right now, but it's uh, Money Master the Game. Love. Yeah. I heard that one. Right. So have you ever read that one, Albert? No. If you want to understand the financial, like really understand you know, like some of the ins and outs, some of the backdoor options, you know, that people can really explore when it comes to obtaining wealth, some of the other things you can do to accelerate your wealth um, and just growth in general. I think it has a lot of tips and just insights in there that most people won't be able to get from just general research. I mean, you can find the information out there, but the way he sums it up and just wraps it up into that book, it's so digestible. And if you can just sit there and take the time and get through it, you'll get so much information. Oh, and it's called Money Master the Money Game. Money Master the Game, yeah, by Tony Robbins. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't read that one. I heard of that one, so I'm yeah. gonna have to. Check one, it's that awesome. Yeah. Uh, so mine, I always try to like. Every, the Kenby's always dropping excellent books, and you obviously gave an awesome book. I always, mine are always so unique and go. different. Here I love go. YouTube. I love, I love YouTube, and I love listening to YouTube. Um, Greg Plitt, he actually passed away Ooh. a long time ago. He was an individual that inspired the hell out of me when I was training mm -hmm. in college. So he does motivational montages all the time. He's a former vet. And I was driving in my car the other day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Greg Plitt a little bit. And I will tell everyone what, if you listen to Greg Plitt's speech called dance in the rain, dance saying the rain. that is not about waiting for the storm to pass. You need to learn to dance in the rain. You will be so fired up with whatever you are about to do. So that's my content record of the week. Greg Plitt dance in the rain. Just listen to his speech on it. Um, any other last bits or anything else you'd like to say, Michelle, before we sign off that you feel you didn't touch on? Um, I don't know. Did you have any questions for me? No, Albert actually asked my final question about <laughs> any advice that you know that you would have for somebody getting started in the business. So yeah, no, I think I don't know. I think I've given I've given a lot of like personal, a lot of mindset. Um, you guys know kind of like my story, um, but yeah, no, I think uh, not just not just in this business. I think with any business, um, you know, it's uh, you know just just um, be really passionate about what you do and don't go after the money. It's not about the money. Like the money does not drive me at all. I am not driven by money. I'm driven by results. Um, and I think that, you know, that goes to say for just any, any industry, any, anything that you do, just be really passionate about it. Find your passion and your passion, your, your passion somehow ends up turning into a very lucrative business. Yes. It all comes back around, right? Yeah. Keeping relationships over transactions. There you go. That's a plug for himself. He likes that line. Uh, uh, Michelle, thank you so much. We, we truly appreciate it. Um, 
and we're, we're going to have you back. We got to talk about the book and your other projects. Coming. Yeah, you got big stuff going on. A lot of stuff happening. I feel like <laughs> you. It will, uh, yeah, I'd love to come back. And hopefully next time I'll be sipping on something other than vitamin C. Vitamin C. Well, yes. Well, <laughs> what a segue. Next time she'll be sipping on something different. This has been excellent. And as always, everyone, enjoy the first sip. 